0: I hate you, Spike, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Welcome to Love It or Weave It, where we let you know if we love an anime enough to recommend it to everyone, or if it's just for the worst of the weaves. I'm Annie, and my spaceship's name would be the Flying Dutchman, but not like the actual Flying Dutchman, the one from SpongeBob, and that would all be written out on the side.
1: I was going to say, probably from SpongeBob.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm Jeff, and my, my ship's name would be Kagehina, because they're the best ship.
0: I'll kill you. Anyways, Sorry. <laughs> And we have a special guest this week. Our friend Jimmy.
1: Hi. Uh, my spaceship name would be the Sockeye because that fits with the like the fish theme of the Cowboy Bob crew.
0: This is good. I should have. Done- well, mine's a fish because he's in SpongeBob.
1: <laughs> is every entity in SpongeBob a fish? I don't think so.
0: Well, I think the Flying Dutchman is a fish.
1: Is he? I, I he don't just a weird know. Ghost man. Yeah. See, why
0: is he underwater?
1: SpongeBob is a sponge. Like they're not all fish. <laughs> Say it, he's a squirrel. <laughs> oh. He lives in a pineapple. Is the pineapple a fish?
0: That's not a living being, nope. it's his home, Jeff Neither
1: is the Flying Dutchman, he's a ghost, he's dead
0: Anyways
1: Anyways, we're not here to talk about Spongebob Anyways, if you're new to the podcast, each week we watch the first episode of Spongebob and cast our votes to love it a wee bit
0: But today we're closing out our spring se- spring? Wow
1: we, yeah, it is, yeah, no, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. No. that's right
0: I forgot, because we're in July <laughs> um, But we're closing out the spring season with our classic review of Cowboy Bebop, which is subbed and dubbed on Hulu And the way they organize that is awful yeah, yeah at
1: least it works like great. autoplaying next episode but like navigating that list is
0: hulu we need to have a talk
1: i watched most
2: of it on my blu-rays that i own of kawaii bop so it was wow. oh fancy bands. but i had to switch because uh i'm moving so i was packing everything up so
1: well i also have kawaii Bob on, Blu- on blu-ray because it was on wow. sale at one point but i was too lazy to open the blu-ray so it's still sitting unopened <laughs> Just gonna sell it later. It's fine. Jeff,
0: wasn't this your first time watching it? Yeah. And you own it on Blu ray?
1: It was cheap and everyone loves it. So I figured. It's a classic. I figured I had to. Just
0: buy it. Okay.
1: Well, anyway, before we get into that jimmy and annie what have you been watching or reading in the realm of anime
0: how about jimmy goes first
1: okay in the realm of anime other than cowboy bebop or manga manga or webtoons realm of anime can be loosely defined uh let's see for manga
2: i recently read what was it called looking look back i think it's called look back the Mm -hmm. uh one shot from the creator of chainsaw man um it was really good and sweet and a little spooky really enjoyed that and then as far as anime goes i've been revisiting a lot of like classics of my uh teen years so i caught back up on cowboy bebop just to refresh my memory and i also watched a bunch of yu yu hawk show which is like i don't know i enjoyed that much more the second time around
0: dang that's next on my list what? listen i didn't watch a lot of things <laughs>
2: That's fine. You were like, I don't know, ten when that came out, probably. So
0: the opening slaps, though.
2: It does all time, all time banger.
0: That's all I've been watching. The opening to Yu Yu Hakusho.
1: It's your only anime, Annie.
0: This week, yeah. I'm Jeff, sorry what
1: about you. What have you been watching? Yeah, uh-huh. Jeff. <laughs> Sorry, I've been trying to look up how much I spent on the Kabibuap Blu-ray, but I'm not finding it in my email. Maybe I don't want it.
0: Oh, wait, villainous season two started.
1: Wait, villainess. Villainess?
0: That's what I said. I
1: know. Sometimes I get confused with, with like the Disney board game Villainous.
0: Why would you ever get those confused, Jack?
1: It's a good board game.
0: I've never heard of it until right now.
1: It's actually really good. I haven't played it in like pre-COVID since pre-COVID, but it's like you play different scenarios as the villains from Disney games and like it it actually like ties in the plot of the movies into your um goals and motives it's it's really cool
0: you know it's a good board game yeah. jeff pretty pretty princess you don't see me recommending it here during the anime <laughs> and manga section
1: um well i bought cowboy bebop in january 2015 for 35 dollars. nice and it's still sitting great island.
0: so glad we learned that <laughs>
1: it's important information
2: i think i've bought cowboy bebop twice on blu-ray actually
0: what is wrong with y'all
2: because i like gave it to someone when i left for japan and then when i came back to america i bought it again oh my gosh
1: well in terms of things i've actually watched not much because i've been um trying to like dip my toes into creating youtube videos and i'm so inefficient at every aspect of it that it's taking me like so long and all my free time
2: what what kind of youtube videos are you trying to make there's so many like different genres of youtube
1: like a video essay reviews of digimon oh okay Um, so it's like it's like i'm basically testing the format um because it's like kind of ephemeral ephemeral like who's going to care about this video review of a random episode weeks down the line but it's good to like test it out and i thought it, i'd get faster each week but that's not been the case yet so anyway the one thing i watched was um the season premiere of idol 7 which was fantastic but there have been more episodes since then. I haven't gotten time to watch them. And also link click finished And I haven't had to finish the last three episodes.
0: Oh my gosh. Your favorite oh, show. No,
1: It is one of my favorite shows.
0: You're welcome.
1: I am still annoyed about how it was.
0: It was my idea. Yeah. If you didn't oh, know it existed no. until I told you.
1: I still don't think it exists. Com- com- wow. According to the Funimation app.
0: It's true. Funimation, get it together.
1: It still is like... Oh, it's not in this listing. Oh you found it? Oh there's no episodes. Oh you started playing it? Okay, here you go. There there it is. Why are all streaming apps terrible? Just That's
0: what I'm saying. I was like, I know we'll never get like ads or anything on here, but we are also ruining our chances by every chance (laughs) I get. I'm like Funimation you suck. Hulu you suck. Crunchy, get it together! Like
1: <laughs> okay, I mean, some of those are more hyperbolic than others.
0: No, just stop trying to bring it back. They all have a horrible UI, and they've
1: all got problems. They need to figure, figure shit their out their
0: lives. Also, I would like money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, speaking of wanting money, I guess we should transition into the show itself.
2: Yeah, we better pick ourselves up a bounty or something.
0: Oh my god! All right. <laughs>
1: All right. So, so Jimmy, what is Cowboy Bebop all about? Cowboy Bebop's all about a kind of ragtag group
2: of bounty hunters living in the not-too-distant future of like 2070-something, I think. Um, than that, But anyways, uh, they've all got their own interesting and mysterious backstories, and you slowly learn about each of them over the course of one season of anime. And it's an old favorite of mine.
1: I think it is 2071 because of that one gravestone that Read 2021 to 2071. And I was like, oh no, One oh, of those yeah. years is right now.
2: That's right. Yeah, I um, remember when I first watched it. I think I was like 13 or 14, and my friends and I did the math, and we're like, oh, we could be those old guys in the show because it's like we could still be alive in 2071.
1: I guess that's optimistic, or is it depressing? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. I want I want to hear more about your backstory with the show and and what it meant to you in the past. But before that, I think I want to hear from. Annie, Annie, what did you know about the show going into it before we started watching it?
0: I knew people liked it. Um, I knew that it was directed by um, Watanabe. And I knew that the dub was supposedly good. So I did watch the dub instead of the sub.
1: Oh, I guess maybe it's a good transition point. Briefly, what's our history with other Watanabe series? Like, did you have a positive, um, you know, like impression of Watanabe?
0: No. Oh.
2: <laughs>
1: wow.
0: I know harsh. people like him, but I haven't thought that anything he did was revolutionary or excellent or even that good. Like, my favorite one is Carol and Tuesday. And what does that say?
1: Did you finish Carol and Tuesday?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never finished a single one. Terran Resonance I watched most of and then read a synopsis of the ending. because Wait, Terran like,
1: Resonance I can't is short, this. too yeah like 12 episodes
0: yeah couldn't finish it so boring music was great <laughs> but it was i just i i don't like them Samurai shampoo i couldn't get through
2: wow i'm
0: so sorry he's just
2: not ever. into it no it's fine like what i was the, yeah. i get that like his stuff isn't for everyone and like i i haven't seen all of his shows but they're all really different but i think they're more geared toward like um maybe people with like i don't know Older sensibilities. Yeah. Patience, maybe. I don't know.
0: Space Dandy, Jimmy. That one's weird.
2: It's just wild. Yeah, Space Dandy is kind of an outlier. Yeah. That
0: one is very strange.
2: That's that's him taking all of like his crazy references and uh psychedelic stuff up to just like eleven, just cranking everything all the way up.
1: I think Space Dandy was also like I mean, I think there's a pretty common trend with all of his works that like he seems pretty internationally oriented, both in terms mm-hmm. of audience, like the fact that uh Cowboy Bebop is like the most critically beloved series in the western anime fandom but like it's apparently not very well remembered in japanese fandom like it's not you know it's not like forgotten or like disliked but it's not like the seminal work like it is in the west is my impression
2: yeah like the seminal work in japan was like
1: Ava or something yeah yeah um. um and i can kind of see that watching it now because it's like Oh, there's so many other cultures that are represented in this show, and oh. I think it also shows in um all of his other works. I guess "Kids on the Slope" and "Terra Resonance" are both pretty. No, "Terra Resonance" has non-Japanese people. "Kids on the Slope" might be the only one that's like fully just about Japanese people. Mm. Um, so like I appreciate that angle of most of his works, and that they're like they're always really well executed and produced. Like the animation always looks fantastic. The music is always great. It's really cool to see a director who like you know, like there have been different people involved in the music throughout all of them like mm-hmm. yoko kano is a mainstay through a bunch of them including color but like even when it's not yoko kano it's still fantastic music and i like that he has the ear for that and it works into the plot but yeah they're always just okay i feel um and i've seen every, i've tried everything now well i mean of samurai shampoo kids on the slope space dandy Terran residence and carol on tuesday i didn't get through much of space dandy like maybe three or four episodes because i was like this guy's misogynist and i hate him and i can't deal with him and i think Kids on the Slope is the only one that I loved fully throughout, and that was because it felt very gay. So,
2: and I haven't seen that one. I'd really like to watch it.
1: I mean, it's not explicitly gay either. So it's like it's like a Fujoshi, a Fujoshi kind of gay. <laughs> like, okay. oh, they're just such good friends. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But yes. Yeah, so my my history going into this of like. Kelly Biopo was just such a hyped up thing that it was like, I kind of was always waiting for the right time. And I was like, well, it's never the right time. (laughs) Like, if I'm going to watch like the biggest anime ever, the most important anime, the best anime ever, I was always like, well, I don't know. So put it off a little bit. There was so much pressure to like it. And now there's pressure to record a podcast about it. And I'm scared. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's okay, Jeff. It's fine. I like I know this show means a lot to so many people and I'm like
0: Oh god, you could hear his fear.
1: <laughs> like, even when we did like Idol Seven, I was like, I wanna get this right. I wanna like make sure I show off how amazing Idol Seven is, and now it's like Kelly up is like beloved by like a million times more people. <laughs> but in terms of actual contents of the show, what I knew was that it was about a space bounty hunter. Um, his name was Spike Spiegel, which I only knew because for a while I had a the partner of my sibling last name was Siegel. And I was always, when I would see Spiegel in like internet forums in the 2000s, I'd be like, what, why are they saying a Jewish last name? What, <laughs> and, um, or a Jewish sounding last name. But yeah, also that it had a reputation for having a really great dub and that the dub has a weird, um, through line with Digimon, which <laughs> <laughs> you would not expect given the tone of Digimon. But, uh, basically the, the, uh, dubbing director for Kelly, Bebop, uh, Mary Elizabeth Mclinn went on to direct, uh, the like one of one of the favorite seasons of Digimon, uh, Digimon Tamers, the dub of that, and uh, the voice of Kawai Bebop himself, the titular Bebop. That's not true. <laughs> the voice of Spike <laughs> is, um, also in lots of Digimon roles. So, but I didn't actually know anything about the contents. I knew that music was involved, yeah, but I kind of was going in blind in terms of like what the show would actually feel like. Interesting,
2: and then like. For me, coming to the show, um, I I watched it when it first aired in America. So I think that was in two thousand one,
1: maybe when Damn. I was
2: uh, thirteen or fourteen years old. So and was that on Adult Swim? Yeah, Adult Swim. Um, I think it was the first anime they aired on Adult Swim. Like they used oh. to do Toonami Midnight Run and show a bunch of like older anime and things like that. Um, but up until that point, the only anime I had really watched was like. Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon and um, maybe like Ronin Warriors or Tenchi Muyo stuff like that was all I had really seen. Um, so when I saw Cowboy Bebop, it was just like so different than all of those things. It felt so serious and mature and and because it was just airing on TV, like it was years until I saw like the entire show because I would just catch an episode here and there when I just happened to be awake or staying up late
1: or whatever so you weren't like making it like like oh the new episode airs tuesday and i need to watch it tuesday and, like be there for when it airs
2: no no because like when adult swim started it was just you know it was just on tv i didn't like see any advertisements for it or anything and like if i just happened to be up late enough i think cowboy bebop didn't air until like pretty late in the night um too so i just like i think the instant i saw you know the theme song start up With Tank, like that's such a striking theme song. Uh, and the visuals for that are just so cool and slick, and um, it just immediately like drew me in. And then, after you know, I think uh, after maybe when I was like 15 or 16 and I started working a couple summer jobs, I was able to save up money and buy the DVDs and then like watch the whole series in order and finally, you know, see the complete story. So it was a really um formative piece of media for me as a a young man growing up
1: were the dvds accessible because i remember things like ava were like absurd and like really expensive and you had to buy like like hundred dollar vhs tapes and stuff uh
2: the dvds were pretty easy to come by for me at that time i think they did do a vhs release earlier around the time when it like um maybe closer in like 99 around when it first came out but um, by the time I was trying to get it, like, I think it was popular enough on Adult Swim that it was, they were manufacturing enough of them that you could, you know, go to the, a Suncoast video or a Best Buy or whatever and get your anime DVDs pretty easily. Mm. And they were like maybe 20 bucks a piece, I want to say. And there were usually s- six episodes, I want
1: I think i just realized looking at the dates that it aired on adult swim and i didn't realize that it was like a couple years after the airing in japan so it actually i I thought of it as like oh this dub came out a couple years before the um dubbing director moved on to digimon but apparently they were like airing concurrently like right around like fall 2001 it's weird to think that like those two things happened at the same time
2: yeah let's see here oh yeah it would have been four episodes of dvd so like you know dropping twenty dollars for four
1: episodes basically for six
2: DVDs total,
1: I think. I think when I started getting into like the the first anime DVDs, I bought were um, totally bootlegs, <laughs> and were like twenty dollars yeah. for this whole series. I don't know if I can afford that. Yeah, but it's a different time. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I knew. I don't think I understood how blue worked. I was like, well, this comes from Asia, and it's cheap. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I definitely wound up with a couple of anime bootlegs in my in my teenage years, just un- unknowingly. It's like, oh, I can get the whole run of Outlaw Star for like 30 bucks. This is great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, okay. I guess we've talked for a while without actually talking about the show itself. <laughs> well, okay. Jimmy, we brought you on because you are a fan.
2: I am a fan, yes.
1: It meant a lot to you. So I guess the, the big unknowns now are me and Annie. Annie, what did you... You picked it.
0: I did pick this. And that's on me.
1: <laughs> so it did. how did it live up to what you expected?
0: I appreciate... Its tone and the seriousness of it, and that's very refreshing after some of the shit we watched this season. (laughs) And also it, um, reminds me that a lot of stuff that is like made now all has like a very similar aesthetic and this Mm -hmm. I appreciate, I don't know if it's just like, it's not the nineties aesthetic itself, but it's like that the character design was so unique and I loved it. There are a lot of things about Cowboy Bebop that I like a lot, but I was very bored (laughs) and I didn't like most of the characters for most of the show if I hadn't agreed to watch all 26 episodes, (laughs) I would have stopped so long ago.
2: So did you like the characters by the end of the show?
0: Some of them. I hated Spike more than ever by the end. Yeah. (laughs) He just was so insufferable for half of it. And he was boring in the beginning. And then, you know what really did it for me? Is when they're in that video shop trying to play the tape, the VHS tape, and the guy's like, You can't smoke in here. And he puts out the cigarette on the VHS player. And then the thing's not working. So he kicks it till it breaks.
1: That's how a ship was works.
0: So- i was so angry i was like have some respect for no. this person's stuff oh i hated him i was like i'll never care about you again spike that was that was it
2: <laughs> i can totally see that like revisiting it again the whole series this time like um as a as a teen boy spike was so fucking cool he was like the coolest <laughs> dude uh but now it's like you know he's an asshole uh, but he's got a lot of damage and you know this he's, mean you have to he's break not as, the no no button. like he was totally a jerk to that guy and say <laughs> a lot of the time and to everyone really um so yeah it was just kind of interesting seeing that character again being like oh yeah you're not as cool as i remember but you're still
1: kind of <laughs> cool <laughs> Quick, quick side note, but like that—that that whole scenario of them hunting down the VHS tape, or I guess it's a Betamax tape, Betamax, and hunting down the yeah. Betamax player, and that—that that whole scenario felt so like, it, like if you haven't watched the show, right? Like it's it's supposed to be ancient technology, right? But it was so weird watching now because it felt—I had to remind myself that, like, no, this was actually the modern technology when the anime came out, like in nineteen ninety-eight. Like VHS would have been top of the line. Yeah. There's
0: probably people who, if they watch it now, they don't understand how VHSs work.
1: Mm -hmm. But it would have worked because the characters didn't understand. So (laughs) it's weird how it like aged into that perfectly.
2: Yeah. I think that still, that still worked because it was like... The guy was specifically into that area or that era of tech and everything. So,
1: well, yeah, it's weird that like like the, they're projecting these characters forward to like an era where they don't understand VHS tapes, and now we're in that era, and we're like, yeah, they're they're acting just like people who are used to streaming media would act about a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I totally agree with Spike. Like, I think Spike, I still got those cool vibes. Like, I was like, oh yeah, this is whenever he does action, it's cool and stuff. But like as a character, yeah, he's there's not much t- to love and the whole cast like there were there were a couple moments where i was like okay i love this little found family but those moments felt a little bit fleeting and yeah. yes. aside from those moments it was like okay i want to like Faye." okay but this fan service is really obnoxious and egregious i want to like jet but he's also being an asshole i want to like spike but he's being an asshole i want to like ed but she's being too weird i want to like ayn okay right. I like ayn. he's hopping around he's cool <laughs>
0: You leave Ed alone.
1: Yeah, Iron's probably the most likable.
0: But...
1: So wait, Annie, do you like Ed?
0: You know, I... <laughs> I <laughs> wish...
1: Ex- explain your baggage with Ed for people who haven't read, read your I tweets.
0: I wish... Oh yeah, if you don't read my tweets, I've been used to, I think probably since like high school, people have been like, you know who you remind me of? Ed from Cowboy Bebop. I was like, oh, cool, thanks. Because I've never seen Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) And now that I'm watching it, I'm so upset. Were they insulting me? I
1: I think it's an insult, but it's also extremely true. This is i i wouldn't say it's an insult just like extremely
0: but, true i thought jimmy i thought you were gonna be cool and be like oh i don't think that's true annie but you're like no i don't think
2: annie i'm sorry no watching this show again i was like damn annie <laughs> annie, <laughs> annie kind of reminds like me of ed now that i think about her like this a is gonna kill here. me
0: i do have that exact outfit though <laughs>
2: there you go
1: uh, Wait, wait something that i think is important for our impression of ed um how were you guys watching or Annie, how are you watching and jimmy i'm curious what like if you watch both and which one you're more familiar with
0: dub for me
1: oh uh, yeah I, I was know. told
0: to watch the dub yeah you're just I... such
1: a say you sidebar lover i thought you would
0: i know i know but this is the way since it's more popular in the west and this is the way everyone watched it i assume this is the way i should watch it
1: mm. i mean i also watch a dub because i wanted those digimon through lines yeah and i love hearing a. Uh, Gilmon and Blackwell Raymond, B Spike, but
0: <laughs> He's also Tom from Toonami.
1: Yep. If you say so.
0: Jeff. Yeah. Say so you sidebar Steve Blum <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he's the topic. T-
2: <laughs> Steve Blum. He's prolific. He's great. Uh seems like a generally nice dude, too. But anyways, I also watched it dubbed. Um in the past I had tried to watch it in Japanese, but just like I felt like the English voices just worked so well for the characters that it just felt wrong to watch it in Japanese. Uh mm. and I, I I should I should like look this up, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that uh, Watanabe originally wanted to have like a multilingual cast for the show originally. So he wanted like uh-huh. people speaking different languages and things in the show because that was his like vision of the future. It's like people would be speaking different languages: Chinese, Japanese, Spanish, English, all that stuff. So yeah, we love it. Hmm. That would be really cool. It'd be like you know the best uh, the best Tekken game is Tekken Five, and they all speak different languages in that <laughs> one.
1: So. Well, I brought up the dub because I feel like Ed, listening to, I, I think I, I liked the dub a lot throughout, but whenever Ed talked, I was like, I wish I was watching in Japanese instead. Wow. <laughs> but, ah, which, which is weird because Ed's voice actor is, um oh, I forget, I don't know their name, but they're also Rika in Digimon Tamers who's like, one of the best Digimon characters, but is like the complete polar opposite in personality. It's like, she's like a cool badass who doesn't say anything and like barely says any words. And it's like, it's so strange hearing her be like Annie, basically.
0: <laughs> Just I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I'm going to kill you with my own two hands. <laughs> Ed's a good kid.
1: Ed's a great kid. I love Ed. On, on the note of it, um, like Watchanabe's vision for the future, I was surprised how much this like reminded me of things like reminded me of sci-fi western sci-fi like live action drama that have come after it like firefly or the expanse um i wouldn't be surprised if the expanse writers were inspired by this
2: yeah same
1: because i know they've like played mass effect but i'm not sure like i know they've mentioned mass effect as an inspiration
2: i I would guarantee it's had a lot of influence on uh western like sci-fi uh especially now that there are a lot of people around my age um working in, you know, film and TV and all that stuff.
1: Um Yeah. You know. I generally am not a big fan of of like the two schools of future sci-fi worlds where there's like the shiny pretty Star Wars prequel worlds and the gritty grungy original Star Wars trilogy aesthetic. I'm generally not a fan of mm-hmm. the gritty aesthetic so I didn't love a lot of the way things are depicted here compared to something like The Expanse which I love seeing all the tech in The Expanse but but Jimmy you're a big Star Wars fan yeah so how do you think about
2: it uh, I, I love the the aesthetic of Cowboy Bebop that sort of like lived in future um, that that also comes from Star Wars but I feel like they also um, find a way to show you like some really glamorous scenes in Cowboy Bebop as well like you get peaks of high society and mm-hmm. resort asteroids and all this stuff so you kind of get a a little bit of both it's not um it's not just one sort of aesthetic for the entire universe um we're, we're just more steeped in the the grit in the grime because that's where these characters live yeah that makes sense
0: that's true they didn't have a lot of money
2: they're broke they're bounty hunters you know they're they deal with surly people and
1: Okay,
0: so Jet, right? He's there. He was a cop, and I he, didn't like him. And then He, he
1: was, was a space cop, yeah.
0: So I was like, I don't like this guy.
1: Okay, I have a question about cops. Are bounty hunters just cops? No. No. I mean, no, no, like, yes, technically, like, legally, but, like, ethically?
0: No, because they operate outside the law, and they do things questionably. That's they, why they put a bounty on their heads.
1: <laughs> but they're, most of the time, their bounties are put out by the cops. Yes. So they're so still they're serving the cops. It's still copaganda. They're like,
0: they're like, fetch people for the cops, so maybe worse.
1: Right, so is this still copaganda?
0: I don't think so, because mm, they no. said they made all the cops look like shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. all the cops in the show are, are chumps.
0: And they let go a lot of the people they caught.
1: <laughs> That's... Yeah, at at a couple points where they, like they were capturing someone, it was clearly like it seemed like the bad thing to do, be capturing them. And it's like I was like, they're gonna, they're not actually gonna turn them in and be like, well, sorry, we need money. Like, so I'm glad they sometimes didn't turn them in, or or sometimes turn them in and were like, don't worry, the law won't treat you that badly. And I was like, that was okay.
0: wild. I didn't like that one. I was yeah. like, your cop is showing jet.
1: Yeah, jet. Ugh.
0: Get out of here. <laughs>
2: Oh, this Jet hate. Yeah, uh I think, you know, Jet has definitely kind of um aged the worst of all the characters for me too, <laughs> just like him being a cop and all that, and like the what is it, the boogie boogie feng shui episode and all that, like awkward. Oh awkwardness my god, yeah. <laughs> with his friend's daughter or whatever.
1: Oh, the one okay, the point where they show a photograph of him and the was it his friend how what was the relationship i think so i think it was his what, friend his, which yeah the, the the old man friend well like the friend and the daughter so there's a picture of the three of them mm-hmm. and the whole episode he's been like talking about how like that guy's old enough to be his dad and like he's he could be dating the daughter and i'm like there's this baby and then him and the old guy and they look like they're the same age with the ba-. i was like
2: no, i don't no. and yeah, and jet's supposed to be like 36
1: <laughs> or something like that oh god <laughs> wow.
2: Okay, that makes
1: more sense if he's supposed to be 36. Yeah. but
2: They make a joke about that early in the show. They're like, yeah, I'm 36. I know I look a lot older than that, but... How old is Spike supposed to be? Is he like 18? I don't know. I think Spike is supposed to be in his late 20s.
0: He's supposed to be 27. Yeah. Okay. So the fact that he's being played by John Cho in the live action is going to
1: be strange. Also, did you realize, I didn't realize, I was just looking at the Wikipedia page, and the live action is, type, is like labeled as the 2021 version, which apparently it's supposed to be coming out in the fall. Oh, wow. Yes,
0: that's why everyone's talking about it, which is good we watched this.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't realize it was so soon. It's like imminent. It's, it's coming.
0: Yes. So that was also another weird thing that I'm glad in the live action, Jet is played by a black actor. Oh, I mean, and in yeah. the dub, he's voiced by a black actor. Yep. So it was so confusing that he was so white looking.
1: I just tried searching for Jet Black and realized now why that's not gonna. That's find not you gonna work for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I was like the whole time I was like, I should look up this voice actor because this man is either doing a black scent or he is black.
2: <laughs> like, uh, Bo Billingsley is black. Yeah.
0: Thank God, because there were some episodes where I was like, this is inappropriate.
2: appropriate." <laughs> he in Digimon?
0: We're good.
2: I don't know. You're the Digimon expert.
0: Honestly, I thought all of the voices in the beginning of the show, I felt a lot of them were miscast in the dub, but by the end, I was fine.
1: Oh, he's ogre <laughs>
2: Yeah, I feel like the voices work really well for all the characters, too. Um. At
0: first, I didn't think Spike's face and Steve's voice worked well together, because he just looks so young, and then Steve's voice sounds so old. I'm sorry, Steve.
1: How old was Steve? Blum? Well,
2: know Spike like. smokes like a pack a day, Annie.
0: That's true. That's true. But he was, okay, so I looked up Steve Blum. He is 61 now, so he would have been in his 40s.
2: yeah. Early 40s, yeah.
0: Playing a 27-year-old man.
2: Yeah, that smokes a lot, so.
0: All right, you're right, you're right. It
1: would have been fine.
0: <laughs> but still, I was like, dang, this doesn't fit to me.
1: Did you know that the dubbing director for this show, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn, is the voice of Connie's mom in Steven Universe?
0: All right, anyways. Nice.
1: I think the one thing they could have done to really improve the dub is um, remove when Ed talks. Stop! Right. Leave Ed alone. I love Ed. That's great. What
0: did Ed do to you?
1: I don't think I dislike Ed's scenarios or what she was actually saying, but the like... The I talking in
0: third person, was it that?
1: Yeah, okay. The third person I hate because that <laughs> is, from everything I understand, is like a very common childish thing to do in Japanese and is not in English and well, so it's like
0: well too bad so sad
1: too bad so sad what you just
0: have to deal with it yeah. is that a
1: saying that's just how ha- yes
0: that wait totally too bad so sad <laughs> you've never heard that
1: too bad so sad what? yep is This is a west coast too bad coast thing? so sad
0: or are you just ignorant
1: I might just be ignorant
0: <laughs> wow we learn a new thing about Jeff every
1: day <laughs> well okay but like what was I complaining about Ed's for oh yeah the third person third. yeah like oh. <laughs> it's not it's not cute in English it just sounds weird
0: how dare well, you I think Jeff is not individual. Jeff. <laughs> I'm think, being
1: attacked on two, uh, two fronts.
0: <laughs> yeah, we hate you and you're wrong. I will defend Ed for completely not biased reasons <laughs> just love them
2: honestly like thinking about ed i was like a little bit more uh to bring it back to dragon ball z ed is like <laughs> a fusion of the two of you honestly it's like wow techie and nerdy and yeah. boisterous and fun and just like ed's the mascot for okay, level so
0: i'm the fun and then <laughs> jeff's the nerd <laughs> wow
1: Oh, well, Ein's dub was pretty great. Shut up. <laughs> um, oh, one thing I thought was really weird about the time period or like the, the, where this show, when it was produced was when they're talking, it's one of the early episodes and they're talking about jazz and mm-hmm. they did not, and they use the term hipster. And I was like, did people say hipster back then? And I learned that it's an original, the original usage was like people who like jazz.
2: Yeah. It's an old term. It's been
1: around yeah. for a long time.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: The so, more you know, speaking no, of learned-
0: jazz
2: and like, Music. What did you two think of the music in the show? That's a huge one of part of it. One of them is a
0: TikTok sound.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: Ed's Ed's theme that I I heard it, but I think it's only in the dub. I think because I went and I looked it up and I actually accidentally clicked the sub and the song wasn't in there, but in the dub the song was there and I was very shaken.
2: Is it like Cats on Mars? Is it
0: that's that the one. one. Okay, yeah. that's a TikTok <laughs> sound and I heard it and like I like whipped my head around thinking like my phone was going off, but no, it was coming from the show.
1: Wait, that's not in. You think it wasn't in the Japanese version?
0: I didn't, I don't think so because I clicked on the on the subversion on accident and I couldn't hear it, but maybe it's just different on Hulu.
1: I, I'm listening to it now and I'm like, I could, this sounds like the kind of TikTok thing. Like, it's like ambient, weird, cheery. They put
0: it, they put it over um, videos of pets doing silly things.
1: Mm. It's good music for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I went into this knowing that, like, the show is known for its usage of music and also knowing that, like, a bunch of, um, Shinichiro Watanabe's other series have dealt with music and also um loving Yoko Kano's other work like on in Terran Resonance Escaflowne darker than black um and also like I think I th- I thought I'd seen more Yoko Kano shows than I actually have apparently mm-hmm. um I thought like cuz she has worked on a ton of shows but I was surprised that I only really had seen three or so of them um but it was fine <laughs> um I think I feel bad saying it but it's like all of the music is references to all these various genres and i'm just not a fan of almost all of those genres so
2: that's fair wow, that's fair Jeff. i can understand that but
1: um
0: you just I, know
2: you're wrong <laughs> for me i think what's like super impressive is that it was one group of musicians that did all of that music. And it's also different. Mm-hmm. It's like Yoko Kano and the seatbelts made all That's of those songs. That's a great songs. band name, by the way. Yeah. It's, it's very good.
0: Quality title. Yeah. <laughs> I liked some of the music, but nothing really stood out to me as much as the one that I thought was from TikTok. And I was right.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like it, like, In context, like, most of the music is not stuff I'm going to go out and pursue and listen to otherwise, but I think it's more important that, like, it works well in context, and I thought it all worked fine in context, but, like, I don't know. I feel bad that, like, um, like, I I read a couple hours ago, asked on Twitter, my personal Twitter, not the podcast Twitter, um, what people's favorite episode was, and I was really surprised that one of the most common answers was, um, I don't know what number it is, Ballad of Fallen Angels, the one that, um...
2: Oh, yeah, that's like episode five. It's really early on.
1: Yeah, the one that like, first introduces Vicious. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good one. And I, yeah, I feel like what everyone loves about that episode is the usage of music, but I just didn't care for the scenario. Wait, <laughs> Annie, how did you feel about that episode? Wait, which one? The first one where Vicious is introduced and they have like a fight in the church. And yeah. and Spike falls from the church with all the dramatic music, and and as he's falling, the glasses falling above him, and he he's reminded of the flowers falling from Julia.
0: That's not the one with what's what was the the saxophone player's name, Gran or something? No, no, that no. was the
1: two parter later on.
0: Oh well, I liked that one. I didn't care for the one that you just described. I just <laughs> couldn't remember if that was the only thing that happened to that episode. I mean, you know what? I would have dropped it right there. That's. I would have been done with the show. That's the moment when when Spike's
1: falling. You would have, when he's dropped from the church, you would have dropped the show.
0: You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of in Batman versus Superman when Bruce has like some dumb dream as a kid about (laughs) bats and then he flies. And I was like, this, yeah, reminiscent bad, bad show.
2: Wow.
1: Really?
2: (laughs) That episode?
1: (laughs) I mean, I think that episode, like the moment where Spike's falling is like, I can appreciate how like, well, the music is working and stuff, but like, I was really frustrated. I think I did go back and like rewatch that scene in particular, but not the whole episode. And I think that is an episode that I would really appreciate a lot more on rewatch when I know more about the um the history and backstory of vicious. But mm-hmm. as the first window into that backstory, I found it um not that it's a problem that it's hard to parse or like hard to understand what's going on because that's clearly what they're going for. That's kind of confusing and you're getting p- bits and pieces. But with only having those bits and pieces. It felt so bland and generic. It was just like, "I need to kill you because we're both men. And I'm going to kill you, and now we're at the top of a church, and oh no, you're falling, and, and it's like that was a resolution. What? We're I falling.
2: feel, yeah. I, I think that feels even more dated now because so many more things have played on it since 1998.
1: Mm. I also found it. Um, one thing I really appreciate by the end of the show was how little fridging of female characters there was. But yes. At in that episode, I assumed that Julia was a fridged love interest, and so I was like, "Oh great!" And the moment where like Faye wakes him up and like is caring for him, and he sees Julia, and I'm like, "Great, groaning, rolling my eyes." <laughs>
2: But then it goes, you know, a different way. It subverts your expectations. Yeah,
1: right. So, like, by the end, I was, like, totally fine with it. But in that one episode, I was so um, frustrated by other things that I, I can understand now. People love that episode, but definitely doesn't leave a great first impression.
2: I think why people love it is just because it is so dramatic. And it is that sort of first peek into Spike's larger backstory. I think they even, like, that's where they first drop the hint of him having a robotic eye and things like that. Because um, he's, like, having nightmares or something at the beginning of it.
1: Mm, I was confused whenever they hinted at his eyes being different colors because i was like are they i can't it's tell it's so subtle it's really i couldn't tell, tell either <laughs> i wasn't sure that was just my colorblindness or if that is it's supposed to be subtle
0: no you're valid this time jeff okay
1: yeah, it's <laughs> normally I'm to tell valid.
2: it's only in like close-ups they'll kind of draw his robot eye with like some extra weird lines in it and things like
1: that uh, yeah one little thing i loved when um i think this is in the last episode or, the, or maybe the penultimate episode when <laughs> the two um people who do the bounty hunter like news oh, yeah, program shot. and they oh. get fired and the guy's like in the airport
2: <laughs> yeah that's something i i completely forgot about that nice little uh bookend or whatever with um what was his he was paunch on the the Big Shot Show, but I think his mom says his name is Alfredo or something like. Oh that. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, um, that was a cute little touch, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I think I think she's gonna go marry her manager or something like that." So you know. What yeah.
0: Wow, I'm putting this together right now. I was thinking, I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it, like, unless you make care. a connection, it's like, why? Why is Faye watching these people?
0: That's. I was like, I was like, why do we? Who? <laughs> <laughs> wow, we learned something new.
1: I think we should go around and say which is our favorite episode. Ooh, okay
0: shit let me pull up a list um you guys can go i'll just pull up a list yeah, yeah
1: Jimmy, guess, is this something you thought about a lot before
2: uh i think it's changed over time because like when i was a teenager or whatever i really liked the episode um what's it called parole la or whatever like mm-hmm. really creepy cyber assassin guy with the that one, and stuff. like Jimmy? that was such a weird episode i thought that was so cool when i was a kid but oh
0: my god
1: like, he's basically but, mr penguin from batman right?
2: yeah but now um, I actually, I think one of my favorite episodes is Heavy Metal Queen. Like, oh, I just really enjoyed. Oh, that, I liked that one. That side character, uh, VT, Victoria.
0: Yes!
2: I thought she, I thought she was super cool. And... Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, there are a lot of episodes I really like, but that one really stood out to me this time.
0: I really liked VT like instantly, mm-hmm. so that was probably one of the better episodes for me in the beginning or towards the beginning. I don't remember where it was. The middle.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think it's in the middle. Oh, well, oh, I got a list here. Shit. It's episode seven. so
1: it's pretty early okay. on.
0: Jeff, do you have one, or do you want me to go?
1: Um, I have, I have two. Um, so my first, or the one that I thought was going to be my favorite, and like was for most of the run until a sleeper hit in the end, was um. Okay, what's it called? Uh Toys in the Attic? Or um
0: Oh, the, the food poisoning one? Or the food was A monster.
1: Yeah, it's "Toys in the Attic." Parenti's "Heavy Rock of the Dark Knight." I don't remember that being part of it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm confused. Um,
0: Maybe that was like the literal translation.
1: No, I think I think in Japanese it's it's "Heavy Rock of the Dark Knight," but the English title is "Toys in the Attic" for some reason. Oh,
2: okay. Because I think most of the English titles are like song names.
1: Yeah, and most of the most of the Japanese titles are just katakana, so it's like very faithful. I don't know why that one is completely different maybe the song name was um maybe it's a reference to something that changed in english or something um but yeah yeah. that's the one with the the uh, mysterious thing that's poisoning everyone and (laughs) turns out to be the uh the thing in the fridge so good
2: yeah another episode that like an old episode that i really liked when i was a teenager was cowboy funk with the the weird um cowboy guy with andy just into being a cowboy and it was like kind of like spike in a lot of ways
0: and in the end he's a samurai guy he says to call musashi
1: yeah (laughs) i just thought that one was funny when i was a teenager you know
0: it was it was still funny this time but i hated him so much
1: <laughs> i mean yeah, that, that that's the one that like is now my favorite yeah did did you feel like it as an adult you didn't like it as much uh i, I still liked it
2: it was still really funny and i thought the, uh, the animation in there, um, their big showdown at the end was really great. Uh, but what stood out to me the most about this episode now is that um, that particular episode was used, uh, they used a lot of that footage in an AMV from back in the day that was uh, Spike versus Bash the Stampede. Oh. <laughs> so they repurposed a lot of that. So that was a wow. fun little thing to reflect on. AMVs, you know, I don't think many kids know about those these days, but
1: um but but yeah i thought that that episode was i i loved that episode a lot because like it it made fun of a lot of spike's seriousness that i felt i found really frustrating so it was like okay put him down a peg and um yeah i don't know i guess i I guess i appreciate when the show is doing humor more than when it's doing serious stuff
2: yeah I honestly forgot like how funny the show could be. Um, coming back to it, even like early on too, Spike has a lot of like um, kind of Lupin energy and faces in that mm-hmm. first episode where he's like taking the food and smiling like a big goof and stuff like that. But yeah, it was it was really nice to revisit just to kind of yeah remember how funny it is, s- see how much of an asshole Spike really is, uh, and all that. And I guess what I appreciate about the show too is like um. Spike, uh, they're not afraid to make fun of him. Like you pointed out in that episode, like even though he's the lead of this the series, like he's not invincible. He still fucks up. They still make fun of him. Um, He's like he's kind of cool. He's a little bit ahead of the game, but only like one step ahead. He's never like three steps ahead. He's kind of smart, but not too smart. That stuff. So it was just nice.
1: I think the moment that I hated him the most, um, because I think otherwise I thought he was totally. like, good as a protagonist. Like, he was flawed, he was interesting, was fun to watch. But the in the uh, Piero LeFoe episode with the with the um, crazy clown guy, mm-hmm. like, when he's been... Like, he only runs into them because he, like, happens to witness him killing people, right? Yeah. And then, like, gets damaged and is, like, needing to rest up, but then goes out to, like, seek him for revenge. And it's like... <sighs> it just... It was such, like like man pain like i need to <laughs> settle this debt and it's like geez like like at least wait until you're healed like oh, come on yeah
2: spike does have that death wish though like he's just
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah
0: every time he's like this could be the time i don't come back like what <laughs> then just stay away
1: so annie which one's your favorite yeah What's your
0: favorite? um i think i had the most fun watching the mushroom samba one where <laughs> 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 where it's just like yeah here's some mushrooms Let's which is your favorite
1: mushrooms. uh hallucination
0: um i don't think i like that part
1: <laughs> oh. no i i liked the fact that uh spike's climbing up the end of the staircase and you just see him just walking up the same two the same step that he's yeah. not even moving oh yeah that's very my favorite
0: I liked that when Jet wakes up, he's just got two lipsticks. And I'm like, where did you get those?
1: <laughs> I don't remember Faye that doesn't
0: part. We- Faye doesn't wear that color, I don't think. Whose are those?
2: <laughs> Who knows? But
0: it was cute, and it was so fun. Oh, that's another thing I like about this show, is it is so multi-cultural, like and it didn't feel always great, but there was an effort made <laughs> to mm-hmm. make
1: yeah. things next. Like the Bounty Hunter TV program? Yeah. The way that the guy was drawn, I did not... Seemed very sensitive.
0: There were some caricatures throughout the show that I didn't love. But for the most part, I felt that it was better than most other shows. Especially at the time, I'd assume.
1: <laughs> well, I also wonder if, like, is there some kind of subtle commentary going on that, like, when that guy was on TV, he looked like a racist caricature. But then when we saw him in the airport and he looked just like a normal dude. He looks like
2: a normal dude. I, I Maybe in a way, yeah. Because, like, they even like he drops the fake accent and everything that he had on the show too and all that like and annie didn't even recognize him he was like almost a completely different character so it could be pretty intentional
1: oh maybe he was named alfredo because of the like spaghetti western connection
0: I don't know, maybe. Anyways, no. But I loved, there was a one bounty hunter at the beginning of that one at like the... Oh, now I'm, now I'm uncomfortable. Wait, what? thinking about it. Which Jeff, one? you have to cut this next part, do you promise? Okay. Okay, so the, the lady bounty hunter in the Mushroom episode, when she pulls up to Ed and they're buying whole watermelons, and now I'm like, oh God, is this racist?
1: oh oh i forgot she was black right um i don't know that guy was just selling them i
2: don't
1: i don't don't think i don't think it was racist (laughs) that she was buying a watermelon no are you sure yeah i don't think
2: that stereotype is a thing in japan either okay good then
0: you still have to cut that out (laughs) Jeff.
1: i think um i thought i thought when you started saying watermelon and it started acting uncomfortable you're going to talk about that guy who um split open the watermelon and everyone was thirsty for
0: oh and (laughs) On the internet in real life?
1: Yeah, yeah, real life, yeah.
0: Yes. No, I wasn't <laughs> going to talk about that. But <laughs> but I thought also the guy who was selling the watermelon, maybe not a great, I don't know. The uh, accent was strange.
1: Uh, I don't remember him, but a I did remember thinking choice. that episode that it was in that whole Mushroom Samba episode. And it was like, okay, this is an ed focus episode. Ed is the one cast member who is obviously of color and all of the bounty hunters she's encountering this episode are of color too and it's like i don't know it felt a little bit like you know she's the person of color so not everyone she interacts with the person of color and it's like that's your life there. baby yeah
2: i think i think maybe it was like because a lot of each episode is almost like an homage to a certain kind of like storytelling or genre or whatever, and mm-hmm. maybe that episode in particular was like an homage to like seventies black exploitation actors. That and is what like that. I was
0: also thinking because all of the outfits were very that era.
2: Yeah, super seventies.
0: Which I love, and I loved everyone. They looked so good. Yeah. So that's probably why that one was one of my favorites. Also, everyone was so funny. Just a good time.
2: Yeah, I love that song too, Mushroom Hunting Song. Mm-hmm.
0: And then that um. <laughs> Ed's solution to finding out if the mushrooms were good enough to eat was just giving them to the crew. Yep. (laughs) Wow.
2: Come on, dummies, try this out.
0: It it, it didn't wait for it just to be one person to try it. All three (laughs) other members had to try it.
2: Yep, yep. Oh, when
0: Ayn ate one and just started squeaking and hopping, that was very cute and strange. (laughs)
2: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I love that.
0: Wow, best episode of Cowboy Viva.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's a fun one. Uh, Another one that I really enjoyed this time around and, like, I kind of had forgotten about was um uh wild horses the episode where spike goes to get his sh- ship fixed up i was oh, like yeah. really enjoyed uh
0: oh i liked that one too
2: yeah all that and and i really appreciated like the ending how it's just like they get up into space they're gonna save spike they get him and then they're like oh shit like we have to land this thing and that could easily be like an entire another episode but they just like cut and let's like, show you all these photos on the wall of, like, their history together. And then they show the photo of them, like, with the crashed ship and everyone's okay. thought that was a really cute way to end that episode.
0: It was cute. I also, um, the assistant, I can't remember his name. Miles. Like the, Miles instantly loved him, like, from the first minute he introduced. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah, when he was, a, and, he was such a baseball fan, I was like, I love yeah.
0: baseball. <laughs> well, I just, like, I enjoy his enthusiasm
1: yeah it's got that youthful
0: it energy me joy yes and i was like instantly endeared to him and i was like this is why i don't enjoy this show otherwise it's because <laughs> they didn't do this with any of the rest of the cast mm. like i don't like anyone else why do i love this kid that i just met more than any of our main characters like i didn't get sad when at the end of the show <laughs> i wasn't really? sad at all I was like finally
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought that episode was was a little forgettable, but I thought the th- the coolest part was the um the unveiling of the um classic like NASA spaceship as yeah. their spaceship like it looked pretty cool yeah. um but i I kind of agree with you, Annie like it's a miracle. The, the the episode towards the end when I guess we're kind of entering spoiler territory now, so like if you haven't seen the show and like are careful about some later stage stuff, then like maybe you should tune out now, but I assume most people listening to this have already seen the show. Annie and I are the last people on earth to watch it. But uh, towards the end, when, um, Faye's talking about how she, like, she's talking to Ed about how like a place to belong is the best thing ever. And internally I'm like, you found the place. It's the bebop. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, I, I liked when this found family was together and they were really fun. But then I guess it's in the first half of the finale in like real folk blues part one when, when Jet's been shot and Spike calls Faye and like asks her to come deal, like help deal with Jet. And he's like kind of like angrily demanding that she comes. And she's kind of like, I don't want to come. I left. And I just got this like really uncomfortable vibe. Like that was when moment where I was like, maybe I don't want this family to come back together again. Like
0: maybe they don't actually like each other. And it's just yeah. like, a time of convenience.
1: Like it felt like so much of a like, like the bad sides of a family like a mm-hmm. family obligation like oh you know jet's sick you need to come deal with him and she's like i've left no i'm not coming back and like no you need to come deal like yeah i yeah totally um so like by the end i was kind of like i you know i guess everyone should split up i don't know
0: yeah sorry to your found family but you suck <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely um, kind of, I don't know if it's bittersweet. Is that the right term? I don't know. But
0: It's a real family.
2: Yeah, the dynamic between the crew of the Bebop. Yeah, it's just like, it's not the healthiest thing, but they are this kind of found family. But they're also like kind of like co-workers, too. It's like, they have to rely on each other. They need to get through this together. But at the end of their story, they're all going to go their separate ways.
1: Which, that's something that I, I mean, it's been so long since I've seen Samurai Shampoo. But I remember being one of the things that really rubbed me the wrong way when I watched it when I was or when I when I guess it was like two thousand seven two thousand eight and I found it really contrived how like I guess I just find it really contrived when people like stick together in every episode of the actual show and then once the show ends and it's like okay now we split up and it's mm-hmm. like it's like if that same scenario were happening five episodes earlier there would have been some you know turn that made them have to come back together and then oh well the show's over so now okay now there's I, I guess it just there's an extra level of contrivance that I get frustrated by and um but I don't know it's been a while and now. Um, looking back on Samurai Champloo, and I'm like, well, they had a mission. They finished the mission, so yeah, it's natural they would split up.
2: Yeah, I, I think maybe it is. Like I had kind of said, it's just like you know, they're just doing a job together, and they've just they've got to work together and get through it. And they may care about each other, but they've all got their own stories going on, their own lives to live. So
1: yeah, I think I think the yeah. thing that bothered me about Samurai Champloo might now they look at it might have just been like that's how it's supposed to make you feel. It's supposed to make you feel sad that they're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um but but yeah it's kind of view up like i don't know i didn't actually wait, i'm curious is the movie where's the movie set chronologically <sighs> i can't remember
2: when exactly it takes place but it takes it's before the end of the show because the whole crew oh. is still together.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a like we skip forward five months and now everyone's back together again.
0: Jeff, how is that possible?
1: That's what Digimon movies have done. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you watch the final episode of this show?
1: What did I watch it? Yeah. Yeah. I, they I they thought the final episode ahead. was purposely ambiguous. Mm. How was it to make it? I used to feel that way, but
2: then watching it again, like if you watched it all the way through the credits and everything, you see that star fade away at the very end. I was like, well, he's gone.
0: He did.
1: But the star could be the family. The family died.
0: No, he did.
1: He did. (laughs) He did.
0: did. R.I.P., I I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, if they make a sequel series, we'll see what happens. But
0: (laughs) Um, Can't wait for this movie that we're all now big fans of
1: but <laughs> what
0: are you excited for the movie the new one
1: my new
2: movie
0: the live action
1: it's a tv it's a
2: series, series. It's a right? oh
0: it's a series
2: yeah, yeah live action series
0: oh my god this is gonna take forever they're bringing
2: <laughs> back yoko kano they've got you know really? a good cast yeah.
0: yeah but John Cho's like so old he's like 50 how is he supposed to be spike this is so <laughs> weird i hate it
2: we'll see you know I wonder how accurate of an adaptation it's going to be. Like, if they're just going to retell every episode or if they're just kind of going to remix things a little bit. You know, Do you think Hollywood
0: was like, we know exactly one Asian, let's get John Cho?
2: Well, they've been threatening to make a Cowboy Bob movie forever. Like, Keanu Reeves was going to be Spike at one point.
0: That's so strange. No, he's also old. <laughs>
1: i i also like i feel so weirdly conflicted about like like in general i agree that the trend of bringing over japanese properties into hollywood and whitewashing the entire cast all white people was terrible but like with a name like spike spiegel i thought he was supposed to be white or european or something
2: yeah i'm not not sure what spike's nationality is supposed to be like, I feel like the the crime syndicate he worked for is, like, Chinese, based on a lot of the imagery and stuff like that, but I don't know if that means he's Chinese.
1: Yeah. And I guess it's supposed to be such a, like, a future that's far enough away that, like, cultures could have mixed in a way that we don't really see mm-hmm. it one-to-one what we understand now.
2: It's only 50 years away.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not that far. <laughs> but from 1998, you know, who knows what was going to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: All right, apparently the inspiration for his... Like, fighting style is Bruce Lee.
2: Yeah, Jeet Kune Do. Hmm.
0: So, still, we have no answers.
2: We know that Spike is a martial arts nerd. That's what we know.
0: Yes. And that he was 27, Hollywood. <laughs>
2: okay. And he's supposed to I'm be- so- five eight i guess but he looks like he's like six four or something
0: <laughs> oh my god i didn't think he was fun at all
1: yeah and like now i'm just having flashbacks to like how many anime in like form av forms how many avatars were spike back in the day and it's like yeah i can see why like he was a cool thing to look up to like jimmy was saying earlier
2: yeah when you're a teen boy he's pretty fucking cool <laughs> i guess
0: okay also is ed not in the new series I don't know because the wi- the Wikipedia doesn't have an a- an actor assigned to Ed.
2: Yeah, I was just gonna mention that. Like, I know I've seen the cast for all the other characters except for Ed,
1: and I feel like Ed is okay. Like, my impression was that Faye was supposed to be Japanese, and that Ed was supposed to be some kind of Pacific Islander. I
2: think but... Faye's from Singapore, right? Because that's where like the the
1: merlion and stuff is. I thought maybe she was Japanese studying in Singapore or something. Mm, okay, Let's... but I, but I, I was kind of just guessing. Yeah, I also wasn't sure if like was the implication that um, Ed was also from Singapore or in that area. I don't know because like that's where
2: her. Her dad was right. So her
1: dad wasn't where that uh not nursery, but the, the convent.
2: I don't know. Yeah, like the nun was. <laughs> yeah, where the nun was. The orphanage, I think, is the word we're looking for.
0: All right, I've looked through everything, and Faye, yeah, there's no information for what she actually is, other than she came from Singapore. And Ed, well, Ed's name is just a lot.
2: Ed's name is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Edward Wong uh how Peppaloo travusky the fourth
0: i think is what it is yes
1: <laughs>
2: wow wow okay <laughs>
1: absolutely nailed true. it like i guess yeah, I, I guess probably. what i thought they were going for was that um that ed was from singapore and Faye was someone who you know was in singapore when something went down mm. but um but it, it could be that, that i was misreading where ed is from and the face supposed to be you know not japanese i, I don't know yeah. i'm
0: trying so hard to like look up what Ed's dad's name is from last name Luf Lufthin?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh
0: God, name is it looks Turkish to me, but I don't
1: oh. know. Hmm. I, one thing I thought was a cool angle of things was the like the fact that they have this ship, and then everyone has their own little like personal ship. That they, you know, like launch from the main ship. Yeah. It, it it felt like it fit with the sci-fi aesthetic and the world they set up, but was like, oh, they basically have their own little personal mech, mm-hmm. but they're not really a mech. But like this is animated by Studio Sunrise, who like is famous for Gundam and lots of other mech adjacent shows. So I was like, oh, this, yeah, that fits.
2: Yeah. I liked that the the all the little ships kind of shared the same um cockpit design too. They all used that little like orb. Thing as like the central part of each ship, that was a nice little design. Uh, mm. touch.
0: Oh, yeah, it was cute. Yeah. We love to see. It. Yeah,
2: it's a good show. I I love it, and I would argue that it's unweevable because it's like so unanime <laughs> that it's yeah. you know you don't have to love it, but you can't weave it. Well, oh challenge my gosh, accepted. But
0: this is this is a black and white like verdict. You can't do <laughs> the middle. There's no gray area.
1: <laughs> my my strategy was to um. Just awkwardly go silent by the end of the episode if I if I didn't end up loving it. We just start <laughs> fading oh, no. out
0: right now as we're talking. and <laughs> yeah. There's no end. Ugh, it's just I wanted to like it because everyone likes it so much, but I didn't.
2: That's fair. It's understandable.
0: I hate you, Spike. You bitch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow.
0: Faye was my favorite, predictably.
1: Okay, how do you feel about Faye and fan service?
0: She has water balloon boobs, and they make no sense, but I still like her as a person.
1: Do you think it was like, was it frustrating what she chose to wear most, 99% of the time? Um,
0: yeah, but at a certain point, I was like, I must accept this and move on. Mm. Uh, but I also was like, she looks great. I'll let her thrive.
1: <laughs> I'm disappointed that like if you look at, well, I don't know if Hulu customizes their thumbnails like Netflix, where they, uh, at least with netflix where they like algorithmically change the thumbnails based on what they think you're gonna be interested in um but at least like when i look at the hulu thumbnails now the f- for episode one it's spike shirtless <laughs> oh really not my much god
0: yeah i don't think it shows that for me
1: <laughs> well they they know what's up then that's a good <laughs> algorithm i have got to figure it figured out
0: got you down. yeah it was a fine show and everyone looked great
1: i guess we should get to the one twitter question we got from at photon storm please tell me you're watching the whole series not just the first three episodes i don't know if annie did but
0: we did we watched all of them <laughs> yeah we
1: watched all of them not the movie though um but their question was do you think it would still work without the soundtrack for example the ballad of angels episode is mostly music and utterly sublime because of it
0: wait which one was that is that the one that we don't like
1: that's the one annie doesn't like i oh. like that episode and i also didn't like okay jeff doesn't
2: like
0: um him, so fine. we're so sorry okay I feel like we always have opposite opinions, and I'm so sorry to you. Um, But no, I don't like that one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I think the question of like whether it would work without without the soundtrack, like yes, wow, (laughs) you think it would?
0: Well, I didn't really notice most of the soundtrack. I think that's the thing. Like it could have had no music, and I would have been like, that's strange, but it doesn't make the story any more interesting.
1: I think, okay, here's the thing. I think for my enjoyment, I think Annie's on a similar place. I think for our enjoyment of the series, the music didn't change much. But I think for a lot of people, it does change a lot. And I think a lot of the depth of the series comes from how it uses music. I'm really intrigued because there's like, that's the other thing that's intimidating about covering this the series is like usually a recovery news series. Like not many people like people only just starting to talk about it. this one's like people have done like scholarship for decades about it. And I'm like, Oh my <laughs> God. Like, I like I, I was like, I basically had to watch it all the last minute and then be like, I can't read anything. Cause if I started to go down that path of reading stuff, I would have been like, I need to read like 10 different books just to understand <laughs> what people think about the show. Um But one book I'm, in particular pretty excited to read is um from a twitter friend uh rose bridges about the like she's a musicology phd candidate so it's like from the musicology perspective of like how music is used throughout the series um and i'm really curious to read that and i'm sure it's going to like from that perspective i'm sure there's a lot of the music uses it's very pivotal to heightening it in ways that i didn't really perceive or value the first time <laughs>
2: yeah i'd be curious to read that too because for me like the music is is so integral to the series it's like such a big part of the, the series identity that like variety of musical styles like fits with the sort of like variety of genres of storytelling that the show works in and all the different themes that are associated with different moments and characters and things like that it's just that that's why they got Yoko Kano to come back and do the live action series is because the music is such a big part of that show so i think it's it's vital to the cowboy bebop experience
1: yeah and like i appreciate all that intellectually but my actual emotional reaction to the show didn't change much <laughs> which is I, I wish i wish it mattered more to me but um i'm just a basic anime bitch and like hiroyuki sawano having dramatic music will make me more excited i'm sorry
0: yeah i'm sorry the music in terror and resonance was better and that didn't even save the series for me so
1: <laughs> at least that was still Yokokano, but it
0: was and yeah. that was a better job <laughs> Maybe I'm just, I I don't know, not very educated on music because I just didn't care. I didn't notice. Is that well, I think, bad?
1: I think I also like how... Um... Like, Kids on the Slope and Carol on Tuesday are shows about music mm-hmm. where it's much more baked into the story itself. Like, music oh, yes, yes. in the actual text of the show only really came up a couple times early on where they talked about jazz. And aside from that, it's more like you the like framing jazz? and theming of an episode. Well, I was
2: looking up on Wikipedia earlier, just kind of reading about the show. They had said that, like, um, during the development, like, Yoko Kano would come to Watanabe with music. And sometimes that would inspire scenes for the show. Um, mm-hmm. and or vice versa, like certain scenes would inspire Yoko Kanno to write music specifically for those moments in the show too. So like they were definitely informing each other. So it's maybe more, more related than, than you would think at first glance. But obviously if it didn't grab you, you know, having watched all 26 episodes, it's probably not going to grab you if you watch it the second time.
0: It's true.
2: Because when I, you know, again, I was like 13 or 14 watching it the first time. Uh, It just uh, exposed my brain to so many different kinds of music at a young age. I was like, oh, this is incredible. And like, I totally... You know, downloaded all the music off of LimeWire and Napster or whatever yeah. was happening at the time. It was LimeWire that time, um, but yeah, it was is huge for me. And I, I listened to a lot of those songs over and over again. I love the music in that show.
1: Yeah, I think it's especially for that that perspective of like everyone who saw it and like learned what all these musical genres were from the show. It's it's cool that it did that.
0: I yeah. guess that's cool.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: And I'm I'm really glad we could talk about this show and, and that I could talk about it with, with you two because I was really curious how you <laughs> would feel about it because like right after I had watched Cowboy Bebop, you know, people were telling me that Ava was the greatest anime ever made and I needed to watch it. And I did and I hated it. I could dang. not get into it. I thought it Jimmy sucked. Like I was dang. like, just Shinji Shinji kid is a nightmare. He's so boring <laughs> and he cries all the time. He's nowhere near as cool as Spike. How could this be the greatest oh, anime ever God. made? Come on. So, wow. and going back, I've like watched Ava again. I have, you know, respect for Ava, but it's not. It's fine.
0: Okay, that's... That's I have respect for Cowboy Bebop, but I don't like it. I (laughs) think also maybe the music because I didn't notice it. And some people say that like you know like the best designs invisible like you don't notice it because it just works so well. Maybe that's that's the music, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe. But I try
0: to be positive. I'm sorry. Can we just watch Inuyasha instead? The music's better.
2: No, it is not. (laughs) it it is. All the
0: music in Inuyasha is more fun for me to listen to.
1: I think Jimmy's uh, comparison to Ava is a really interesting point because I, I guess I had a similar experience with Ava as a kid. Like I watched it. Okay. I was tainted going into Ava because I had seen Roziphon first. And mm. so I watched Ava and was like, oh, Rosafon's better. Um, and I think I was mostly saying that from an edgy, like, I like the cooler hipster thing better. Um, <laughs> which is, is silly in retrospect. Nowadays as an adult, I think they, they both have their merits. But when I revisited Ava and Gillian when it went on Netflix, I was, I was so much more impressed. Um, in like how everything was executed really well. Whereas watching Kami Bebop, I'm like, okay, this is executed well, but it's not my cup of tea, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or like it just feels... I would watch it and I'd be like, oh, this feels like classic Adult Swim era stuff you find on Cable Mullenite era stuff. Whereas going back and watching Evangelion, I was like oh my god this is like this action scene is like flawlessly executed or like this um just like watching them rip through an at field i was like oh my god this is like stunning and as i describe it now the language i'm using makes it sound like it's just about the like visual execution so maybe i'm just so much more impressed by that
2: well i think i think that's um totally valid because like with ava it was very much about like pushing animation forward and like and doing really technically impressive and like elaborate and striking animation um and like a lot of that stuff is still super impressive and you don't see better animation in modern shows than you do see in the original Um, yeah i guess you
1: would you would expect that like technology has improved to the point where that looks old now but i guess it's not really about technology it's about um you know like care and attention to detail and
2: yeah and then in comparison cowboy bebop it's while it's like well animated it's not about that like the visual language is much more cinematic and and influenced by film so there's a lot of like long shots where you see the characters at a distance or They're really still still moments in that show. Um, I think one thing I really appreciated about watching it again in that first episode, they're not afraid to just let you kind of like marinate in the environment of that world to show you the scenes of of the, the Tijuana asteroid or whatever they're they're doing that bounty hunt on. They're just like they let you sit in it with the music and just show you this world much like you would in a like filmed piece of content not an animated piece of content so it's very different than something like Ava which is all about like beautiful animation
1: yeah and I feel bad that like as you're describing I appreciate that technical aspect of letting the viewer soak in the aesthetic of the world but as a viewer I was bored and I feel bad
2: yeah and like I I, I don't think you and Annie should feel bad about that because it is slow it's an older way of telling stories like you know I was definitely even watching it again I was like looking at my phone and stuff like that even though I love this show but Back when I was a teenager, I didn't take my eyes off the screen uh, because it was so different for me at that time. And, you know, that was 20 years ago or whatever. So
1: I mean, I think that I appreciate that kind of style nowadays if it's, like, made me invested for other reasons already. Mm-hmm. And in that first episode, I was like, I don't think I like Spike. I don't think I like Jet. I'm going to wait for the other characters. And then they came and I was like, I think they're all okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I was curious if if... Uh, either of you had a favorite side character because each episode is kind of its own little standalone little movie or whatever and you get a unique cast with all the side characters so did
1: any of them stand out to you?
0: Miles!
1: Miles, (laughs) Miles the only character that Annie connected to. Yes. Uh...
0: VT also, but I already said that. No, I liked Gren.
1: Yeah, Gren Gren was great. Yeah,
2: I I would agree with with all of your picks there. But VT this time definitely stood out to me quite a bit. Again, Hell yeah. Out. I
1: mean, I don't know if it really counts, but Andy, Cowboy Andy. Stop! Number one. <laughs> He's fun.
2: He's just such a fucking weirdo. And is like- oh, wait, sorry. He goes by Musashi now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was his curry called? I can't remember. Didn't
0: he change his horse's name too when he turned into a samurai?
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, but I don't... It was- I hate him. <laughs> Musashi's like an iconic samurai name, so I remember it, but I don't remember the name of the horse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Honorary mention to Annie, the side character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, great she's name. great.
2: I loved that scene of her, of uh, uh, her and Spike sitting down to have that, or she pours herself a drink and Spike's like, oh, I'll drink this one." It was good.
0: It was nice. Yeah, overall fine show. Yeah, it was all right. I'm not gonna love it though, Jimmy. That's I'm so fine. sorry.
1: I understand. Yes, I'm gonna rename the podcast to "Love It or Weep It," or it's all right. <laughs>
2: okay if you guys don't like I don't it i understand it. we can still be friends
0: i feel like i can still wreck it to people who i know like slow things
2: well and i feel like because most of it most of the show functions has little like single stories you could just be like oh just watch this episode it's a good one yeah
0: honestly yeah if someone had made me like a guide of like here's the 10 best episodes and i could skip the boring ones that would have been great. <laughs> I feel like this would have worked more for me as like a 12-episode series. Well, 26 was too long.
2: Maybe your wish will be granted with the live-action version.
0: Ugh, <laughs> uh, but everyone's on their deathbeds.
1: <laughs> I am I mean, John Chu, like, let me look up a recent picture of him. Um, John Cho, sorry.
0: I was about to drag you, but yes, I'm cute.
1: Um, I mean... <sighs> He, how recent is this picture? Twenty twenty one.
0: Look at his hair for Spike. Look, Google. Oh, there's a
1: picture of him. His hair.
0: Yes. Does
2: he have the? Does he have the hair? You. You better look it up.
1: <laughs> I mean, the hair is not. Uh huh. It's not realistic <laughs> hair. So I don't. I don't know how they could have done anything better. Yeah.
0: Well, they didn't odd. have to copy the hairstyle. They could have just had him have normal hair.
1: Well, they they copied as best they could. Yeah, this, this show's
2: gonna be interesting to see what they do.
1: Yeah, like seeing him in this hair, I'm like, okay, he does look too old. But I I, I like the cast <laughs> that they have though. I'm I'm yeah, I'm really curious also if they're cutting out Ed.
2: Yeah, it makes me wonder if they're just gonna You're do hater, like the first part of it before Ed gets there. Because Ed doesn't show up until like episode nine. So.
1: Mm. Well, <laughs> That's Cowboy Bebop. Hi, we did it. Congratulations
2: everyone. You watched all of Cowboy Bebop. You never have to do it again.
0: Yeah, now I can know what I'm talking about. When I say it's not the best anime ever made.
2: Damn.
1: I do feel like I hear that less nowadays though.
0: Yeah, everyone's like, "Oh yeah. I don't know. What's what's the one that everyone says now?"
1: Yeah, what's the best. Oh god.
0: Ew. Actually, yeah, that's probably the one I hear more often.
2: I I, I will weep. Attack on Titan. That's the show I'll <laughs> Thank weave. you,
0: thank you, Jimmy. You're on. We're on the same ta- team for that one. Great. Weeping. Attack on Titan. What else do kids say is the best anime ever made?
1: I mean, is Demon Slayer too basic?
0: Demon Slayer is too recent. I feel like
1: Demon Slayer.
2: Demon Slayer almost made me cry. I, I, that's that's yeah. a good show.
0: I did cry. So. <laughs> That's not a high bar. That's another thing. Cowboy Bebop didn't make me cry. It's really not that hard.
2: I know it made me cry, but oh, calmly. But again, is, that,
0: is it hard to make calmly cry?
2: A teenager uh conley can cry pretty easily
0: okay me too why didn't i cry because
2: well, you didn't like spike
0: actually okay i got close to crying when faye was watching the video of herself yeah telling her like you can do it me and i was like okay you can do it faye i love
2: you
1: yeah. i was just like this is contrived no no teenager would say this themselves
0: um i would wow jeff <laughs> wow sorry you didn't have a lot of confidence jeff but faye did <laughs>
2: Faye believes
1: in herself. It's just like, it was a very poignant thing for her to discover from like an ancient past. She doesn't remember.
0: Ancient past, only 50 years.
1: But it did not feel like a realistic thing to say when you're leaving it as a message for yourself, like without a huge time gap and memory loss.
2: (laughs) I think it is like, you can do it. Me. She knew she was putting it in a time capsule or
1: whatever. But I feel like if I left a time capsule when I was 10 for when I was 20, I'd be like, I hope you're still playing video games.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. I had to write one when I was in high school for myself when I graduated. It was so sweet. My English teacher made us write them, and then she mailed them out to us five years later. She, like, keeps them for each year. That's crazy. That's great. But anyways, I wrote in mine, because, like, at the time I was going to college for business, and I was like, hope you got that business degree and didn't switch to art school. Surprise, little me. I did switch to <laughs> art school. <laughs> but it was just like, hope you're succeeding. Like, good job. Proud of you. And I was like, no, I'm sorry, little me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I let you down.
2: You just gotta be like Faye and just root for yourself no matter what. It's fine.
0: Yeah, I, no, little me was not having
2: it.
1: Okay, wait, why did... Okay, last note before we, the episode's over. Cowboy Bebop is done. It's been canceled. Um,
2: <laughs> why did Ed leave? I don't know to why. wanted spend time Ed. with Ed's dad. But like, oh, was yes, she
1: actually yes, chasing yes. after... Didn't she like she was actually going after her dad? I didn't get that impression. Yeah, she was.
0: I don't know. I think she was. I think she was. But she she just, had
1: iron with her, too, so it's fine. I just didn't buy that... Um especially because it seems like what convinced her was Faye saying that Finding some place where you belong is really important because I didn't think that Ed ever. She seemed totally happy on the Bebop. It seemed like she belonged. Yeah. there.
2: yeah, I agree, and I, I, think Ed's dad totally sucks. And um,
0: yeah, didn't even Ed remember her name.
2: But you know, we don't know. Ed could be going back to uh, stay with the nun and stay it's with all true. the other kids. So
0: maybe that's the place where they felt they belonged. So
2: and that episode ends with what was it? See you, see you, space cowgirl, someday, somewhere. So I hope oh. someday we get like a little follow-up
1: with that. Oh, I forgot the best moment of the show was when Cowboy Andy actually says, see you, Space Cowboy. <laughs> Stop.
0: <laughs> we're done. We're over, Cowboy Bebop.
1: Cancel Cowboy Bebop. Replace it with Cowboy Andy. Then and I'll love the show. No. No,
0: anyways, Cowgirl we're ahead. done. Thanks for listening.
2: Cowgirl Ed. Cowgirl
1: Ed.
0: We love Ed.
1: Wait, before we close out the show, we'll start with Jimmy. Jimmy, do you want to recommend anything? Uh, yeah, I've I
2: uh, signed up for um, Apple TV Plus based <laughs> on a just recommendation recently, and I watched Ted Lasso and I love it and I'm really excited God. for the next
1: season. Oh God, when does it start?
2: July 23rd.
0: Oh a bunch my God. Of Lasso heads over oh. here.
1: I've heard some early impressions that worry me a little bit that like the first season was made without them realizing that it was going to be a big thing and now they definitely knew that it was popular when they worked on season two and I'm worried about that a little bit Uh. Okay. But I've heard, but it wasn't like oh, and therefore it's bad. It was just like he leaned into some things a little bit more than you might expect. I don't know. <laughs> wow. But I'm excited. go oh. watch
0: it, nerds.
1: Annie, become a become a soccer nerd with us.
0: No, I even, don't. think I don't I even will. watch it for the soccer.
1: It's just a very sweet show.
0: I I won't be watching it. But thank you. I have a recommendation.
1: Oh, plot twist!
0: Plot twist! It. Uh, <laughs> It is – I guess it's a half recommendation because I only like some of it. But the second season of I Think You Should Leave came out on Netflix – and I don't know if either of you watched the first season.
2: No, I do not. I've just seen the, like, the still of the man in the hot dog suit. That's it.
0: Yes. Okay, that's in... <laughs> Jeff, you've seen that. Like We're all trying to figure out who did this, and it's a man in a hot dog suit.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. That where that was from.
0: That's a meme. You did know or did not? Did not. Okay, it's from... I think you should leave. It's like a sketch, like a collection of sketches by... I think his name's Tim... Robinson, I'm so sorry to this this man. But it's like each episode's like 10-15 minutes and it's like a like a small batch of sketches and they're very hit or miss for me, but the ones that hit make me laugh so hard I almost peed my pants. <laughs> and then I watched some of season 2 this weekend and I was laughing so hard and I was like this guy knows how to write stuff about 50% of the time. <laughs> and <laughs> But when he does, it's very good. I would recommend watching some of them. And if it's, because a lot of it is potty humor, like literal potties. And if you don't like that, don't watch his show because it gets pretty bad. But the rest is so funny. That's my recommendation. Watch some of, I think you should leave.
2: There you go. Just like you said with Cowboy Bebop, watch some of Cowboy Bebop.
0: Yeah. Well, I think also, oh, I forget his name, Tim Robinson. Um, he was a writer on SNL, I think. So a lot of the SNL cast members like have little cameos or like other famous people. Someone's typing.
2: Tim Robinson. You got it. I was just checking. God,
0: I'm so. a king. Okay, thank you. No, I would recommend it. It's also easy to watch because it's like three to five minute skits to ten minute skits and you could just be done.
1: <laughs> I just, as we've been recording, I keep getting people replying to that tweet asking for favorite Kelly episode. And it's just like I'm running list of people that I'm disappointing by not loving the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, also, what do they say? Is there a consensus?
1: No, there's not really consensus. Like that's that's a, that's a cool thing. I respect that. Like everyone has their own little favorites. I think a one of the more common ones was uh, the um, the one where Spike falls from the window.
2: Ballad of Fallen Angels. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one.
0: Ben-shun. People who love Batman v. Superman, then.
2: He's got the dramatic organ when he's storming into the
1: church. It's great. Faze in that dress? Come on. I was surprised. I don't, think, I don't think anyone has mentioned the Cowboy Andy episode, which is objectively best.
0: <laughs> no, we all hate him.
1: I mean, yeah, that's the that's the point. That he's It's fun to hate him. him. It's fun. Um, oh, my God. Okay, back to... Non-anime recommendations. Uh I'm gonna plug something that I mean, if you're a fan of, you're a fan of. If you're not, you p- the, the latest season of Drag Race All Stars, All Star Season Six has been pretty oh. fun. Pretty good. Um nice. especially like in recent Drag Race fandom, there's like a million seasons of Drag Race. And it's if you've like tuned out on like Drag Race Down Under UK season two and stuff, uh All-Star Six is uh pretty good. I think better than five was. So it's been fun.
2: Who's your favorite to win? Hey.
1: Um Going in, it was a curia, but I've been a little bit lukewarm. And now I'm rooting for Raja more, a lot more than I expected. Oh,
0: okay. Jeff, I have a question for you. Yeah? If I drag you to to K-pop night at a drag place, will you come with me?
1: That's a thing they do? yes it is i am hesitantly open maybe
0: yeah we're going they i can't wait to take you you're gonna have so much fun
1: wait so what does it mean does it mean that they do k-pop songs like they live yeah they k-pop do
0: k-pop songs oh. mm-hmm. and all of them have like designated choreo so like oh. they just have to learn that
1: are they doing like k-pop I mainly think of K-pop is boy bands, not girl bands.
0: There's so many girl groups.
1: I guess I was forgetting about Twice.
0: You love Twice. Yeah, they're your favorite. You stand Twice. I,
1: I, I stand on the one song, Yes or Yes or No or No. Whatever. It's, it's a called.
0: good song. Yes or Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you love Twice. Um, I bet you will love ITZY and Blackpink, which they most undoubtedly will play.
1: I think I've tried Blackpink and been unimpressed. They better do two songs. <laughs> 21 songs.
0: <laughs> 21. Jimmy, do I don't know.
2: They gotta do Crush. That's an incredible song. That would be Killer a,
1: a Drag song. Show. Come
0: on. Oh my god. They do it, I think, once a month at the place that I'm thinking of.
1: So if Cowboy Bebop was instead of it being about all sorts of genres of music, if it was all sorts of genres of K pop.
0: Absolutely would have been more on board.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just add K pop and Annie Zoom.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: I'm so scared of people being like, I hate this show now after Listening to them play, that kind of you up. But I also got
0: Oh my god, we hate everything. <laughs> they have to get over it.
1: I got a message from my friend who listened <laughs> to the ad Taxi episode, and he was like, It's just hilarious how much you guys don't like it but are afraid to say that. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, well, because we feel bad want to about be, disliking it.
0: Yeah, we feel bad about hating things so much, but we do.
1: Unless it's um rent a girlfriend.
0: Then we openly hate that so much, and everyone involved with that should feel bad.
2: Yeah. And Attack on Titan.
0: And Attack on Titan. How dare they make such an edgy show?
2: <laughs> Come on, what is this, 1993?
0: Thanks, Jimmy. Grow up, everybody. <laughs> okay. The, the-, <laughs> the openings do slap, though, I won't lie to you.
1: You're just contradicting yourself. You said said it's, it's an older... Era show, but also grow up. Yeah, which, of which one is it?
0: Like it? Shut up, Jeff. We know you <laughs> stand Attack on Titan.
1: Well, if you also stand Attack on Titan, send us feedback of this episode at loveandweeba.gmail.com or uh, let us know on Twitter if you um are never going to listen to the podcast again because we didn't like Cowboy Bebop enough.
0: Jeff is really <laughs> afraid. Oh my God. That's why we have Jimmy because he likes Cowboy Bebop. Let
2: me know if you love Cowboy Bebop like I do.
0: Jimmy, tell them where they can find you. You
2: can find me at JimmyPGD. If
0: you you want to tell me how completely right and correct i am all of the time i'm on twitter at any other name and if you want to tell me i'm wrong then leave
1: if you want to tell me that annie's wrong i'm at jeff and jeff and <laughs>
0: yeah, i should have said that just to go talk to jeff
1: <laughs> just tell me whenever annie's wrong i appreciate it <laughs> and join us next week for our season what number seven our summer draft
0: jesus
1: wow i you know really should have seen this coming that like we have two digits for the episode number but only one digit for the season and that's not gonna last very long
0: oh you think we're gonna hit a hundred
1: well no no 10 like we're we're at season seven and once we get to 10 it might be sorted weirdly
0: we only have one no it'll figure it out
1: yeah (laughs) well anyway bye.
0: bye bye
1: and as we always say when you're here you're anime Okay, now everything's on the record. Okay, Annie, tell us your deepest, darkest secret. Um, Jimmy, this is how we start off every recording. No, Ooh, it's wow.
0: not. <laughs> Hold on, I have to hit record on my... Does oh. so,
2: that I mean Annie has a new dark secret every week?
0: Yeah, it keeps. I keep losing how like deep the secret is because I expose it every week, so I have to keep finding new ones.
1: Yeah, you, have to de- you have to get deeper and darker each time?
0: No, I can't, so I'm getting less deep and less dark <laughs> each time. So this oh yeah, time because you
1: shaved is- off the, d- the deepest one, so now it's exposed and then like...
0: This is getting very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... um- I don't like peanuts. That's my secret this week. That's how many weeks we've been going. So.
1: Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it started off with murder, and now it's gotten down to, eh, peanuts are all right. It's a shocking revelation. I you don't
0: like them. Not a fan They're of put peanuts. them on my food.
1: What about in a Snickers bar?
0: I don't like chocolate. Oh, that was next week's.
1: We have been running really long, so we could skip recommendations this time.
0: Great.
1: Unless. Do you not have one? I mean, I don't have one. If you don't have one, I, I don't know, Jimmy. Are you pumped uh, to recommend anything?
2: Uh, if you've, I don't know, I could recommend Ted Lasso, but you might have already recommended that.
0: Too. Oh, Jeff has recommended. Okay, <gasps> hey, let's Ted do it. Lasso. Let's do a segment. No, we're <laughs> skipping it.
1: When you're here, you're anime. Oh no, I need a new one.
0: Oh, Jeff, just can See we just you drop space it? anime.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See you, space anime. Don't,
0: don't write it
1: down! <laughs> wait, that. Wait, okay, maybe, what if we each season carried through something from the classic review into the next season?
0: See you, and you just changed it slightly? See you, anime cowboy. See anime space cowboy.
1: Wait, you mean like each episode change it?
0: No? No.
1: Oh, See
2: You Anime Cowboy is good. I like that.
0: See You Anime Cowboy. Anime you, Space Cowboy. <laughs> I'm so sweaty because I had to turn off my AC for this.
1: I like See Anime Space Cowboy. <laughs> um, okay.
0: It feels like a command.
1: See <laughs> Anime Space Cowboy.
0: Hurry up and watch some Anime Space Cowboy. I'll kill you. You know what my favorite anime is? The opening to The Nanny.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm cutting the show off.